Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Girl Talk podcast. I am your host, Miss Alika, and with me I have my wonderful co-host, Coach B. And today we are talking about something a little bit lighter, stress and self-care. So I can remember being extremely stressed about school and yeah, it was mostly school. <laughs> in my middle and high school years. I would get physically sick some days, worrying about tests. I would just break down in tears because I couldn't deal with everything that was going on and trying to feel like I had to get everything done. Stress was something I was all too familiar with during my middle and high school period. What about you, Coach B? Yes, um, high school, middle school, adulthood. But honestly, I would say now that my stress level got higher post-college. That's when ish got real. That's when it hit the fan. That's why. That's when my anxiety went through the roof. Like, I would literally be stressed out to the point where people around me would be like, you have to get your stress under control before you end up killing yourself. Because you're going to give yourself a heart attack. And I was like, what in the world? A heart attack? <laughs> like, But that's for real. Like, It would be literally days where my heart would be beating so fast because I was so anxious or I was so stressed out. Until I learned helpful coping techniques and mechanisms that I was able to kind of get a semi-control over those things. But before that... I was burning, what did they say, burning both ends of the stick? Yep. Because who Lord. Because you just so, feel yeah. like you got to get everything done. And it's so much. And we were just talking about expectations and pressures on the last episode. So these things oftentimes ties in with your stress level. Trying to meet deadlines, trying to meet people's expectations, those things definitely add to the stressors in your life. Most definitely. Okay, so I am going to share one of the things that I do to combat stress before we dive into the self-care part because it's my favorite part of today's episode. But one of the things that I have learned to do now is to do something called gratitude breathing. And what you do is you can hold up five fingers, 10 fingers, however many fingers you want to, more than three though. And so for each finger, you're going to trace it and take a deep breath in all the way to the top of your finger and then release it. But as you're breathing in and releasing, you're going to think of one thing you're grateful for, for every finger. So you put your hand out, you take your other hand, you trace the finger all the way to the top and that's your inhale, release the breath on the way down from the finger and think of something you're grateful for. And that really kind of grounds you and helps you be present in the moment and remember that everything is going to get done in the time it's supposed to get done in. Coach B, what's one thing you do to help relieve stress? First of all, that was a great example of things to combat stress. I never thought about that. And it is definitely now added to my stressor kit. Yes, so... What I do when I am totally stressed and I just need a moment, 
I go somewhere quiet, as quiet as I can get it, and I literally just sit in silence and take about five deep breaths, like seriously deep breaths. And that way my brain can reset itself, (laughs) my wandering mind can reset itself, and I can level out for just a second. And then I can come back into regulation and common sense because sometimes when I get stressed and I get mad and I get upset, Coach B and Brittany or B is not the same person. So it's best that we keep it at Brittany or Coach B (laughs) because so whew, so when I get my breathing on, it helps me think before I make any kind of crazy moves or decisions. So like Miss Alika discussed a few minutes ago, we're kind of going to dive into self-care as it relates to stress or stressors. So the Google definition of self-care is the practice of taking action preserves or improve one's own health and it also adds the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness in particular during the periods of stress now self-care is something that I just learned within the last hmm, two or three years So this practice is fairly new to me. Um, I was never taught to take care of my mental or to take care of my emotions. I was never taught that. So these things I've learned through other people, other women, and honestly, the Internet. So (laughs) um, with that being said, I'm still, you know, maneuvering through these things myself, but One thing that stuck out the most to me is protecting one's own well-being and happiness. I have been such a people pleaser my entire life that I wasn't protecting my own happiness because I always felt like I just had to do something because somebody asked me or I just had to do something because I wanted to be seen as dependable. So even now saying no It's hard for me, but sometimes you have to say no to protect your own happiness. No is a form of self-care. Learning how to say no is a form of self-care that all of us, especially women, need to learn. I don't care if you need to say no to your boss, your parents, your partner, your child. No has to become an acceptable answer. No, I don't want to. No, I don't feel like it. Has to be able to become an acceptable answer. Oh, yeah. That no thing. And I honestly think, like, especially our generation, we're so conditioned to do what we're told because there's consequences if we don't. But other people didn't really take into consideration our well-being or our mental health. Because typically, if somebody says no to something, there's a reason why they're saying no. And I don't feel like it or I don't want to is a legitimate reason. We have to normalize that as well. You're correct. Also, if I'm saying no, I really don't owe you an explanation to why I'm saying no. Parent or not. Honestly. 
But that's another topic for another <laughs> day. Ooh. But yeah, no is bae. Like, get in a real good relationship with no. Because it, it will save you heartache, mental ache, anguish, anxiety. That no word. Like, honestly, I'll say it is still hard for me to tell certain people no to this day. However, I have gotten better with that no word because I have to think about me at the end of the day because nobody's going to care about me like I care about me. Like, let's just be real about it. Facts. Like, I really had to get comfortable saying no as a way to protect my energy, my mental, all of that. Yeah, like I said, I'm still struggling with that no word, especially with certain people. And I think because... I don't say no to certain people that I overly overly use no with others. Yeah. <laughs> because certain people, you know, you feel like you have to or it's your obligation to or it's what's expected of you. But I literally had a conversation with my best friend today and I said, you know what? For so much of my life, I have lived my life for other people. Or lived my life to the point of, well, what are they going to say if I do this? I want to do this, but what's going to be said about me if I do this? And I used to think people who live their life with no care in the world, I was like, oh, that's crazy. That's tacky. But now that I'm older, it is something liberating and freeing about doing what you want to do with your own life. So that's one way to to eliminate stress, um, making your own decisions. Now, some of y'all still live in y'all parents' house, so, you know, <laughs> use that how you may. Still be respectful. But at the end of the day, it's your life. But be respectful. Miss Alika, is there any certain acts that you do or procedures quote-unquote that you do like what is your top self-care tool so i had to set routines for self-care like i do a self-care routine every morning every night and then sundays is my day like i don't do no kind of work on sundays like i'm typically gonna be in the bed all day if i can or if i do have to work like it's early in the morning like i don't do nothing on a sunday like that's it i am taking care of me i'm recharging all of that. But as far as my mornings go, I wake up super early to make sure I can get this time to myself in. Pause. You do wake up extra early because you text me at five in the morning. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, so I typically wake up at like 530. I pray. Then I get up. I drink. I fix my tea. Then I pick my meditation or affirmation, ver, bo, uh, excuse me, vocal affirmation for the morning, get my journal out, turn on my affirmation, drink my tea as I'm journaling. And then once I finish journaling, I just finish listening to the meditation because it's typically about a 15 minute, med- 15, 20 minute meditation. And it only takes me about five to 10 minutes to journal for the morning. So listen to that. And then I get my day started. That sounds amazing. Um, I've just recently as well started guided meditation. 
And honestly, I really didn't think, so I did it for like a week straight and I was like, okay, cool. I like this. Some mornings I would do the five minute cause you know, I'm trying to hit the snooze. But then sometimes I would do like the 10 minute one. And then, um, one day on IG, I caught this lady and she did like an hour one. It was such a great meditation. But so I did it for like a week straight in the morning and I was like, okay, this is great. I feel good. And then, so I kind of got lax for like two or three days after that. And I was like, I don't feel as positive as I did last week. So maybe it's really something to this whole meditation thing. So I have a whole routine in the morning. My alarm goes off, I hit snooze. My alarm goes off again. (laughs) Then I start my guided meditation. But I do my guided meditation still laying down. So that way I'm still relaxed. And that way, because if I get up and I get to moving too much, I'm not going to be able to calm down enough again to do my meditation. Because once I'm up, I'm up and I'm moving. So I do my guided meditation while I'm laying down. And then, you know, then I get up and I start showering and doing all that thing. But my top self-care thing now, and you're probably going to think I'm crazy But after being cooped up in this house for so long because of this virus, my self-care is going to the grocery store. Really? I enjoy putting my headphones in and going to the grocery store. And I'm such a mother now. Like, I'm... I'm so domestic now, like, I enjoy sanitizing bottles, doing my laundry on Saturday, going to the grocery store. Like, last weekend, I didn't get to do that on Saturday, and I felt so off that I took Monday off so I could do all those things. That sounds like such a mom thing. Like, I can't relate. (laughs) I ain't going to the grocery store. Like, I I can't relate. Oh, my God. You're such a mom. I think it's more so of that's my time. Like, I can take my time. I don't feel flustered. I don't have to worry about, is it time for my baby to eat? Is it time for me, you know, to fix him a bottle? Is it, What is he whining for? Is he all right? Is he going to sit down? So that's the time that I can literally, like, go be productive and have some me time. Me time is huge for somebody like me because I have always been the outgoing, needing friends around. Like I had some quote unquote friends that I would call to go do stuff with me. And I knew they was going to get on my nerves and I knew I was going to be bothered in the end, but I didn't want to go do the thing by myself. So now for somebody who, like I said, who needs that interactions with people for me to be like I need me time now is very huge because before I used to be like I don't see how people go out to eat by themselves I don't see how people go to the movies by themselves like I felt like I always needed a friend or I always needed a crutch but now please give me some me time please don't disturb me <laughs> like and like I said that's that is absolutely huge for me so and see, I need my own space. Like, you can be in my space, but I need something that's mine. And I have to have 
my own space. Like me having my own room is almost like non-negotiable for me. Like I have to have somewhere I can go close the door and just be by myself. Like, let me be. Honestly, you can be in the other room and call me as long as you're not in the same room with me. I just need to be by myself, like physically by myself sometimes. And I don't think I really thought about that as self-care until recently. But yeah, like I have to have a space that's all my own. I decorated my way, whether I decorated or not. Like it's got all my stuff. Like I just have to have my space. Yeah. And another thing I do for self-care is my shower time. My shower or bath time. I'm like, like if it's a Sunday and I'm really relaxing, I'm lighting my candles. I'm using my Epsom salt. I'm using my loofah hand um massager thingy. I'm using my exfoliant. I'm using my turmeric mask. And honestly, this show is not on right now, but when it was on, I would sit in the tub and watch Grey's Anatomy because that's one of my favorite shows and I'm waiting on it to come back. But that that's what my bath time looked like. And I said, like, please don't disturb. <laughs> please don't disturb me because um, th- this is me time. And it really, now the tub has become my beach since, um, you know, I can't go to the beach. <laughs> so I'll just uh, lay in the tub all day. But the downside, the downside about taking a bath is you got to get up and still take a shower. Also, ladies, please, please, ladies, ladies, if you're going to sit in the tub, please get up and re- at least rinse yourself off <laughs> after you sit in the tub. Also, 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 if you're going to the bathroom, tear that first little piece of tissue off before you wipe yourself these are key points that really have nothing to do with what we're talking about but these are things i wish i would have been taught sooner in life okay anyways wait go back to the tissue thing while we're here what what i why i gotta take the first piece of tissue off now because you don't know what was on that person's hand and they touched that piece of tissue no not at home not at your house i'm talking about in public oh i thought you were talking about home i was like what no, tear that piece of tissue off of that public place. Please don't sit down on the public toilets. <laughs> it, unless it's an emergency. This is a really personal question, but we're open and we're family here. So do you squat or do you put tissue down? Squat. If I have to put tissue, I just have to, but I prefer to not have to do that out anywhere. Yeah, I'd rather not have to put tissue down. That's a lot of work. And them covers don't get them covers too thin for me. Oh, if I had to put a cover down, I'm putting five to ten covers. <laughs> that I'm probably the reason why it's never any covers in the bathroom. Because I am grabbing a lot of them. I'm not just grabbing one. Yeah, yeah I can so. see how this could be tied into self care. You know, you're protecting your mental well-being because it'll stress yourself. you out if you don't do what you need to do at that. <laughs> protecting yourself. That is huge. So, back to this stress thing, ladies. Please practice ways to eliminate or dec- decrease your stress levels. Because I used to hate when my parents would tell me that all the time in high school, like, 
you're literally going to give yourself a stroke. But nobody ever taught me how to work through my emotions. So if I'm stressed out and I don't know how to handle it, it then turns into the rage and the disrespect because I don't know. I don't have an outlet. I don't know how to release this stress. I don't. So my outlet would be to fuss and yell and cuss because no one ever taught me that I can breathe through this. I can talk through this. I can identify this feeling and then I can think back to what triggered that feeling. But those were things I learned way out of college, not high school. So parents, if you're listening, which we know you are, teach your child how to manage and or handle their emotions as early as you can so that way they can at least identify the feeling sit in the feeling and work through the feeling rather than fighting cussing running away the sooner they're able to identify their feelings in themselves the more independent they can be and the more equipped they would be to handle certain situations when they arise because with my anxiety, oh my gosh, I still to this day have to work. through. If something doesn't go the way I planned it to go, I am losing my mind. <laughs> and I literally have to call my husband. He's like, babe, it's not, it's okay. It'll be all right. It'll work out. Like, I'm so happy I didn't marry somebody that is as hot-headed as me. Because if I had two of me in one household, oh my gosh. But my husband, he's so cool, calm, and collected. He's like, babe, it's fine. We'll be all right. We'll figure it out. It's not that big a deal. When I tell y'all I need that, because I'm like, I start breathing fast. Like, you would think I was about to have an anxiety attack. All because A was supposed to equal B, but A ended up equaling E. So how did you skip B, C, and D? Now I'm losing it. <laughs> so. See, I pout. Like, I'm going to have a whole, like, I'm a two-year-old. I sit, like, my you can see it on my face. I'm pouting. Like, it's just, my whole day is ruined. Like, there's, yes. there's almost nothing you can do to fix it. But I've gotten to the point where I tell, because, like, I won't even realize I'm doing it. Like, it's that bad. And I'll tell Anthony, like, call me out on it. Let me know it's happening so I can have my moment, work through it. You can help me if I need you to. But most nine times out of ten, I got to work through it myself because ain't nothing you can really tell me in that moment because uh, I'm not really going to listen, which I'm working on, y'all. Jesus is, <laughs> Jesus is real. But, like, I have to work through it myself. And, like, I really have to go in my head and talk myself through, okay, this didn't happen the way you wanted it to, but it's not the end of the world. This is why it's not the end of the world. This is what you can do to make it better in this moment. Like, it's going to take me a solid at least five to ten minutes for me to work through it in my head. And that pout is going to be on my face until I find a satisfactory answer for myself as to what's going to happen next. But, yeah, like, it's a whole two-year-old, like, pouting everything. So, we are twins. Um, <laughs> I, complete, I completely shut down. If it's something that makes me mad, I completely shut down. It is all over my face. You will instantly know something's wrong with me. But when you ask me, I'm still going to tell you nothing. Leave me alone. (laughs) 
And then I have to talk through it in my mind. Like, okay, is what you're feeling valid? Or are you overreacting? Which in most times, in most situations, it is both. I have every right to feel this way, but I am also (laughs) overreacting. But it's going to take me between five to ten minutes to think about it, breathe about it, release it. And then the tension in my forehead slowly releases and, and my eyebrows are back to normal because when I tell you, you will know something is wrong with me, you will absolutely know. No doubt about it. So, yeah. So, breathing and working through your own mental, talking to yourself, and identifying your feelings are all wonderful forms of self-care. Because if you didn't, if you weren't able to sit in your feelings and acknowledge how you felt about something or talk yourself through why something happened the way it happened, then now you just have all that built up energy, all that built up anger. Now you finna go to class. Or now you gotta go talk to your parent. And your parents just like, Well, how was your day? Well, bump you, mom. Now now it's a whole argument in your house because you flipped because you was never able to handle something that happened over an hour ago. So incorporate your breathing techniques, incorporate your affirmations, incorporate your guided meditations. Listen, so I am a teacher. Didn't know if you guys knew that or not, but (laughs) When my kids get a little too rambunctious, I go right to their YouTube and be like, guided meditation for kids. I tell somebody to go flip that light out. We're going to sit with our backs against the wall and we're going to follow the directions to this guided meditation. You will breathe when this lady tells you to breathe in. You will blow it out when this lady tells you to blow it out because everybody's going to recenter. We're going to reset and then we can move on with our day. So if kids can do it, anybody can do it. And I just thought about it. If I make my students do it, why in the world was I not doing it beforehand? But anywho, sometimes all you need is about two or three minutes to get yourself in order. Take you some deep breaths. Like I said, reset and recenter. And go on about your day. It's that simple. Well, let me not say it's that simple. In theory, it's that simple. But it actually does take a lot of practice and time to remember how to do it, why you're doing it, when to do it, all that good stuff. Facts. Um, It's one on YouTube where they say they recommend doing it every night. But, um, I mean, even though you're not talking to anybody, I like my last few words to be to the Lord. That's just me. That's, so I'd rather do my guided meditation in the morning because it, it, to me it sets the tone to have a good day. Yep. That's just me. So we're not preaching guided meditation on you guys, but if you feel like you need help with your emotions, with your feelings, learning how to properly breathe, that is also huge. 
guided meditation helps with all of that. And it, it helps you to like think of things that you're grateful for. Think of things that make you happy. Think of things that, you know, weren't that big of a deal, but you made it a big deal. So now you can realize like how you can let it go. So clearly guided meditation is kind of like one of our top self-care acts. Miss Alika, do you have around two more before we end that you that you choose to do a lot? I'm going to plug journaling again because I feel like everybody should journal because I just think it's the most therapeutic thing aside from breathing and guided meditation. Journaling is a way to release all the emotions and feelings that you have without feeling like you have to talk to somebody. I recommend, again, I am like a huge advocate for journaling. I journal every morning, every night. I try to do it the same time every morning, same time every night. I have prompts for Saturday, prompts for Sunday. Like I I've gotten really bad about it this past week, but I journal legit every day, some days, Monday through Friday, twice a day, because it really helps me, especially like my morning and nighttime journaling. It helps me set the tone for the day. And then the things I didn't like that happened in the day, it helps me prepare for a better tomorrow. So journaling is one that I push very, very hard to everybody. I am trying to get into journaling but like I already don't want to wake up any earlier than I have to wake up. <laughs> so maybe I should really make it my afternoon. And it was crazy when I was going through my postpartum depression, my husband was like, you need to start writing this stuff down. And I was like, why? He was like, because it'll get it off your chest. It'll get it off your heart. You can go back and reference it later. And I was like, oh, it's so much energy. Like, we got a newborn. I don't feel like it. But in all honesty, I probably should have because that took me for a loop that I was never expecting. And to be honest, if it wasn't for the coping skills I learned from one of my jobs, my breathing techniques I learned from one of my jobs, and learning how to be headstrong, postpartum depression would have got the best of me. Like I really think because of our behavioral specialist background, I was able to get through that the way I was able to get through it. Like I could get ahead of it. Like, okay, Brittany, you feel this way? Sit in this feeling. You have the right. Now move on. Because if I was not taught those techniques, which a lot of women, a lot of men, a lot of children are not, that situation could have been a totally different situation. So maybe you guys need to Google or YouTube um, sitting in feelings or working through emotions. Those are huge things to have in your toolbox. It can, it can save you in a lot of ways. But all right, ladies and women, we are getting ready to wrap this episode up. Miss Alika, any words of affirmation for this week? Um, this week, I'm not going to give affirmations. I really want you ladies to practice your breathing techniques this week, because I think, especially with what we've talked about in this episode, you taking the skills that we've given you would really help you better than an affirmation about stress would because this is giving you something you can do in a moment of stress 
So we talked about taking a taking a minute to yourself and just doing the really big deep breaths. And Coach B, how long do you hold your breaths for when you take your deep one? Your really deep one, <laughs> when you take a minute to yourself. Around five to ten ish seconds. If I'm doing a really deep breath breathing, around five to ten seconds. Now, if I'm doing a, you know, I don't really have that much time, but I just need to recenter between three and five. So I'm gonna go with five because that's the common number in both of your times. So when you do your breathing, five, if the if the least amount you can hold it is five seconds. If you can hold it longer than that, don't please don't hold it till you feel like you're lightheaded. We don't want you to do all that. <laughs> but a deep breath in all the way in for five seconds and then release it. And then your gratitude breathing, where you're tracing your fingers up to the top and then tracing it all the way down and thinking of something you're grateful for as you're releasing that breath. That's what I want you guys to carry with you from this episode. But please be sure to like, subscribe, and follow the podcast. Leave us comments. We read them. We love to hear your feedback. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, and or criticisms, you can email us at nyagtpod at gmail.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. Oh, don't forget. Well, y'all don't know yet, but we're now on Facebook. So find us and like us on Facebook. Yes, yes, yes. Do that. Do that. And you can definitely interact with us a lot more on Facebook. Yeah, we can get that Facebook faster than we can get to that email. <laughs> but I'm sorry. Don't don't not send the email. But I'm just saying, so follow us and like us on Facebook. Yes, yes, yes. And we hope Bye. you have a wonderful time in life until you hear from us again. Have a good week. Bye.